Hey, with Darius Lake, uh, Stoker Machine is the short film play at the Toronto Documentary Film Festival. This is a no one of those no brainers. I I do several podcasts. I never say this, but this is a no brainer acceptance at any film festival. It's kind of an amazing film. It's got some animation elements too. The cinematography is uh, really really fantastic and uh, nice. Some nice camera work. It's about surfing. <laughs> you could call it a surfing documentary, but it's more, I guess, serious. It's more than the surfing documentary. Would, would you agree? Well, first, thank you so much for that incredible intro. I really appreciate the kind words. And um, absolutely, it was the intention to try to capture that essence of Stoke. I mean, that was that was really at the heart of it was was my intention was like, I grew up surfing. I'd been in the ocean my whole life doing around around surfers and doing surfing and i just wanted to point the camera and in, in the in a way that would really capture what i felt and saw being in and around the ocean and around people like chad who's who stars in the, in the documentary um so i should i don't know if he's stars is the right word for documentaries he's the subject of it anyhow yeah. and yeah and so i just wanted to try to capture stoke like the essence of it you know that was like my my intention um make you what is stoke what is stoke well it's it's a lot of different things for a lot of different people and stoke majority of it is it's just what makes you excited what makes you happy what makes you joyous um it can also uh be something that makes you calm so it's it's a lot of things to surfers and skaters as well um but yeah it's mostly most mostly it's about what brings you joy and for chad in the film it's surfboards and he really believes that boards have souls and and that the older they get the more character they develop and the more um kind of uh charm and magic and mojo they get and um i just thought that that was such a beautiful thing to try to translate through film and animation so so I took a crack at it. <laughs> but there's the guy, there's a guy named Stoker, I guess, in your film, right? The, the sure. Legend. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the film's about um, a guy on the big island named Chad who finds a mysterious board and the board has no dimensions on it. And the only thing on the board is uh, a phone number and email address and the, and the word Stoker machine. And I, I was, and you know, and then the movie explores what's the origins of the board, where did it come from, and, and Chad um, discovers that. And um, we do all the kind of the, the the we find out who. It took me three years to find the guy, like to make the film, and it took about a year and a half to find the guy. So I should say that too for the audience listening to this. The film took three years to make, and half of that time was trying to find the guy um, that that made this board, and. Um, since I didn't have access to any of like his life archival footage, uh, I animated it so that we could present the story through animation. Um, would, it be, that's, would it be safe yeah. to say safe to say that Matthew McConaughey would play him in a movie? <laughs> um, that's a great question. Yeah, you know, that's the first time someone said something like that. Uh, uh, you know what? Maybe, yeah. Maybe kind of looks like him. He's got the same vibe, right? Like the same tone yeah, as a human. Totally, like a like a legendary guy that it, uh, that's definitely hanging out somewhere and doesn't want to be found because that that was that's that's uh, Stoker, you know, the real Stoker, uh, the guy that the board's named after. 
uh, his name is Randall and um, nicknamed Stoker. And yeah, he's definitely math. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Because <laughs> there is there is like like a film potential here because it's like you are making documentaries, so you're you're sure. kind of like you don't want to push the boundaries of like of what's real what's thing but at the same time there's a movie in in this movie in this documentary there's like a live action narrative wow. film in here that's so cool i've never heard someone say that um that's really it's the first time i've heard that it's so interesting because in in my mind i've seen um you know the cartoon characters that are in the animated parts yeah uh, I'm, I'm making a children's book Book with them right now called S is for Stoke and and so like uh, it's interesting to hear you say live action film because I've actually totally it's become on its own by doing festivals like yours like it's just become this thing where I've been um, instead of charging people to see the film I've been asking to for people to share with me what makes them stoked and I'm collecting I've been collecting um, tons and tons of responses through my um, newsletter and my website and I'm putting it all into this children's book called S is for Stoke. So that was the kind of like the what's become where it's gone now. And it's interesting to hear you say act, live action film. Like I never even dreamed of that. <laughs> um, that's interesting that you say that. It's just the yeah. story. It's like the story of that, of, of, of this, this, this gentleman and what Stoker means. Yeah. The, like basically, obviously you like, well, we can we'll get to the animation in a second because it kind of shows up in the second half of the film where you tell sure. the story of this guy, but you're also too, but it's a pretty amazing photograph film. Like, uh, like oh, you got wow. some, yeah. Thank you. That, you know, um, uh, the water footage was, was all shot on a GoPro and it was my first time ever shooting in the water with the camera. And so I was really shocked when I came back from a few of the sessions. I think it was just one session that's water photography. Um, and then, you know, the 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 land and all the other like uh, cinematography, I wanted to use, I used a long lens, like a 300 mil punched all the way in because I really, you know, I, I believe like um, particularly with documentaries, like the fly on the wall technique, like I, I wanted to be as out of it as possible in terms of like, I didn't want Chad the subject or Randall, even though there's, you know, there's much more footage of him that doesn't make it to the film that I shot, but I didn't want anyone to feel like there was a camera in their face because people do tend to just kind of get uncomfortable and they change their behaviors. Yeah. And, and so everything was long lens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so then let's get to the animation because it's a great, it's a great story. Like you have in the, in the film and it's really well animated. It's hand drawn. It's yeah. It's, it's uh the, the and according to the their credits is that you you did the animation yourself. Yeah, yeah. It was the first time I've ever done animation um that like that. I have done like motion graphic animation, but I've never done self like you know frame by frame, hand drawn, and then having art direct backgrounds and color palettes. Like it's a it's insane. Like animate whoever like to be an animator is insane. And, and I'm really happy that I that I put myself to the challenge and I love it now. Like I, I've just been asked to do an animated trailer for the Hawaii International Film Festival. Like, so it, there's gonna be an animated short that plays in front of all their movies. And oh, wow. I just wouldn't have thought that this path would, would, would like present itself, but 
I guess that's the power of, of throwing yourself in the mix and trying trying things. I've been a, 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 like I've drawn my whole life, so I don't want anyone to get the impression that I've never picked up a pencil or anything. Yeah. But like I definitely have drawn my whole life, but I never have done like you know um, <laughs> like I have never done like what you've seen in the film before. <laughs> like not that it's that crazy or anything, but it was hard. It was really hard. <laughs> Well, do you have uh, you go to your your Darius Leg um, Instagram page and you have some fantastic animation, some some uh, cartoon panels Thank that you, you did in the in the with War Stoker Machine, but also yeah. like in general. So it's like a you can see your kind of unique kind of animation flair that you have on your Instagram page. Thank you. Yeah, the, a lot of the Instagram is those characters, Uncle Wally and Auntie Mai. Um, they're also featured in the animation for the Hawaii International Film. They're actually on the post. They're I I think. It's okay for me to say this. They're all on the poster. I, I so they had me design the poster too this year for their yeah. festival, and and um they let me put my characters on there, which I thought was just so sweet of them. And so yeah, those two characters, there's there's a few, and, and yeah, they I have comic strips, and a lot of the comic strips do play on the idea and concept of Stoke, and um yeah, I, I really enjoy it, and I'm excited to continue like um putting as much art in the world as I can that has to do with these characters and the concept of Stoke. Because I do think that, first of all, a lot of people don't know that word. Some people have heard of it, but they don't know like it's uh, like what it really means or how what it means to surfers anyhow. And I think it's kind of a really unique opportunity for me as an artist to continue asking what makes people Stoke and sharing it through film and animation. It's, it's something that... Um, I think it starts a cool dialogue when people share what makes them excited with each other and what they're happy about. Yeah, and, um, and, it's, and it's positive yeah. in a very kind of crazy world that we live in now. It's a positive attribute. It's like, it's something good right. about ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I, when I, I don't know about you, but like when I look around, I, I see so much nihilism. It's like, it's like, it's doom and gloom. And it feels like the world's, it, I mean, I don't know that the world's ending, but it's true. If you just read headlines and how people talk to each other, it would appear that's the direction. And I think Stoke and, and, and sharing what makes, asking an individual, like what makes you Stoke and genuinely listening and being interested, that can start, um, a positive conversation that reminds us not only of the beauty inside one another, but that the world is beautiful. And like, we still, like, there's still great things in the world, you know? And it's, it's like, um, of course, there's a lot of learning and growing we all have to do, but I think it's good to highlight Stoke <laughs> at this moment in time. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, there's there's different de definitions. Like the the literal definition of stoke is, I guess, is to like poke somebody or stir up kind of like yeah. shit, I guess, right? But then I guess yeah, like, absolutely. That's the yeah. but that's a negative. That's sort of a negative connotation to to uh, to something. And when someone usually when you meet someone like that, you kind of don't like them, right? Because they're kind of starting shit. But right. But but there's a positivity like to being stoked. Yeah. And you actually got me thinking a lot about this because it's like because it's like you have to really dig and dig yourself and figure out like how happy am I personally? Right. Being have, have to uh, because I have to personally answer that question. So it makes me figure out who I am in the moment. So it's interesting. Mm, beautiful. No, I think I think that's beautiful because it's like um 
It's and, and it's okay. I think it's important for anyone listening. Like it's okay to not know what makes you stoked. Like that's okay. Just to ask the question, like you said, I think that's a great, that's a beautiful thing, you know, because like we're, I think as humans, like um, we're problem solvers. That's what we do. Like we solve problems and we've built beautiful things, you know, from the automobile to the airplane to the iPhone um, and a ton of other things that are amazing. And uh, so when we start to ask questions, uh, I think that's when we start to, um, I don't know, point ourselves in a direction that might take us places that might blow our minds. <laughs> so I've never surfed in my life, but my impression would be that that every t every day it's the, the water's different. So nature is yes. giving something new every day, I guess, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. 100%. Um, it's a wonderful learning ground um, to, to, well, there's a couple things about that. One is the ocean and nature in general. If you live in the mountains, it's the same thing. Like, just paying attention to nature can teach so much and to come into a mountain situation or a ocean situation the the weather is always changing and things are always different and it's endless possibilities to learn and endless possibilities to connect with something that's really big you know like nature's so much bigger than us and uh, i just think it's really neat I, I don't, I didn't mean a tangent there. I, I'm not sure where you were going with that, but like uh, yeah. when you said it, that, that's kind of what came out like in my mind. Like it's, it's yeah, so that's true. sort of what, like, like, like from a cinematic standpoint that like I'm saying, if that's a, a, a film, that's, that, that's, yeah. that can be kind of evoke that kind of feeling, I guess. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, by the way, the VW you have in your background, I know the people listening, can't see that but like oh, you have that's this awesome my, that's, my, that's my son's uh my four-year-old son's uh <laughs> i love that that's so cool yeah that's so cool that's in the film i mean there's a blue vw in stoker machine that's why it stuck out to me <laughs> it's so funny that that because he never I, I think he just brought that in today so if you believe yeah. in spiritual things yeah i it's never been, i've done a thousand of these it's never been in the background that's the first time it's ever been amazing in the amazing <laughs> that's yeah. incredible <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, the the hippie VW, yeah. So love it, yeah. We see a lot of them here in California. Every time I see one now, it's um, it's like oh, VW. <laughs> yeah, spend so a lot of time trying to learn how to draw those. <laughs> you're from you're from Hawaii, correct? I am. I'm from Hawaii. I'm from Kona, where the film takes place, and I currently live in California, in Southern California, near Los Angeles, and um, that's where uh, I base out of now. I worked in a film and entertainment um, for the last 14 years, um, and and I actually departed as a pretty good paying studio job to um, complete my film. And so, uh, yeah, the Soaker Machine is is my return to personal filmmaking, and because uh, I've been making projects and things for other people for the last decade plus, and I really needed, like my soul really needed to make something that was meaningful to me, you know, with no um, overlords. <laughs> Do you remember what, what, like what kind of, because that's a huge, that's a huge decision for you to make. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, because we, we, we have, sometimes we have responsibilities or we have like yeah. rent to pay and all that kind of things, food, to, yeah. food to, 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 uh, 
the purchase. So yeah. like, what do you remember where you were and what like mm -hmm. what, what was the moment where you kind of made that decision? Yeah, for sure. Um so I had just finished making a show for the studio um that was it, it won it won an award, a gold award and I remember feeling after having done that like wow I accomplished everything I I said I wanted to do like I'm working at a studio I'm a I'm a showrunner I'm a creative here and people are asking me like what to do creatively and and I feel that's like what I've always dreamed of and now I've done it and I just was still unhappy I was still really like unfulfilled and I then began to realize like I needed to care like really badly about what I was making with, and then the people making it with me needed to care. And sometimes when you make things at a commercial level, it's, uh, they just want to phone it in. They just want it like a, like a widget. They think it's like widgets. You just, you just make it, go make it. That's how it is. And, um, that's commerce and there's nothing wrong with commerce because commerce is like the business of literally trying to guess what people may like and then you make it and use data to kind of triangulate and it, but it's all guesswork of what an audience will like and art in my opinion is not that art is the exploration of an idea and sometimes those worlds cross over and that's all both are good they're not I'm not villainizing commercial work at all but I'm just saying that it's different. And I was doing it for like a decade plus. And to answer your question, it's like I had reached a pinnacle and I was like, oh, like I need to go back to that thing that really warms my soul, like making art. And like, I really need to go back and, and try to do a project where the objective is there's no means to an end here. Like I'm not making this to satisfy anyone except myself. And I really want to push myself and learn about filmmaking in ways I haven't yet. And, um, it just matters that much to me that I was willing to do whatever it took to do that. And then, so I committed three years of my life to Stoker Machine. Now I was working through most of it, 75% of it. I was working at the studio um, and I had an, on insurmountable challenges, man. Like I had a hard drive crash and lost all the drawings of the film, <laughs> like hand drawings. I got hundreds and hundreds of frames like lost. I had to start over. <laughs> So I guess crazy. now you have backup all the time for everything you do. I do, I do. I do have backup all the time. But, you know, things happen for a reason because I, I went and then started to learn 3D animation. I actually did screen tests with, like, full Pixar-looking scenes. And I was, like, threw, threw it in the movie. And it's just – I mean, you've seen the film, so you know. Like, it just – it didn't match. It was such a different – Yeah. it didn't have that palpability that hand-drawn has. And so – yeah, I, you know, it all happened for a reason and it all propelled me in a way that it, that it needed to go. And and it's that lesson taught me, by the way, to listen to the film. Like le, like Hal Ashby, the great filmmaker of the 70s, said, um, you know, you the film will tell you what it wants to be. And and I never really understood that until this film. Like now I know it. Now I get that. Now I understand that. And that alone, that lesson as an artist and filmmaker made that all that suffering worth it. <laughs> Because um, it's an amazing thing to like put yourself aside and really pay attention to what the art wants to become. You know, Al Ashby, so Harold Lamad, uh, being there, yeah. shampoo. He made some pretty great films for a decade. You know that, yes. He was, yes, uh, he was a 
fantastic editor. He he edited for Jewison, Norman Jewison yes. for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yes, man, that's it. He he really touches me as a filmmaker. I just love his whole style um, as a filmmaker. You know, like like he he really I think understood and was tapped into what it takes to really collaborate and to really build environments that are conducive to creativity, which is what a great director does. And then being an editor, of course, you started as an editor. I, I relate to that. I started as an editor too. And so it's like you do to me, editing has always been like the piano in a band. You can yeah. write all the sheet music on the piano and then give it to the band to play. Um, like Duke Ellington did that. And I've always felt being an editor is that superpower in cinema. It's like you get to, that's like the, the instrument you can build an entire film, like even just an audio cut of a film through editing. And that'll get people on the, on, on board and understand what you're doing and get a sense of what, you, what you're trying to accomplish with them. Um, yeah, it's a powerful thing. So I, I loved his approach uh, and I still do. And I admire him deeply. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, three years, it's 12 minutes. It's like you leave the audience wanting more. And I think, mm. is that part of the, the the agenda of like, you said there's some footage that you have extra footage. I'm assuming you have lots of extra footage. But where yeah. did you kind of like, how did you land on the running time of 12 minutes? Well, I never thought of that. It just was what it became. And okay. I, I will say this to that, though. I wanted, uh, and now this is a full spoiler alert. So uh, I don't know if you're gonna, you can edit this out if you want or leave it out. I, it doesn't bother me, but like when we do find him, I wanted it to feel like a Bigfoot sighting. I never wanted it. I did many cuts of the film where, you know, cause you've seen it. So, you know, it's like, I did many cuts where we meet him and then I actually talk to him and then you, he does a full spiel and tells you about him. And I, when I did that cut, it was like, ooh, it almost ruined the charm and magic of what Chad had set up for 10 minutes, you know, like he's built this whole mystery around this guy. And then it's also not true to life in the sense that I didn't want the audience to ever leave Chad's point of view. Like, so I wanted it to always be like a mystery that's unanswered. And that's why even at the end, Chad says he's out there somewhere. So it's like, he's only relaying to you, the audience, what he heard from his friend, that new guy, that knew a guy that told him the story of this guy, Stoker. And then you get that through animation. And then I wanted to tease the audience say, no, he's a real guy. Like I found him and here's this wave of him riding a wave, but that's all you're going to get. It's a Bigfoot sighting. <laughs> um, and the funny thing is, man, is that is the only wave he caught in the entire time I was with him. And I just happened to set my camera up super fast and he got that wave. And that's literally the only wave I got of him surfing. It, it's, it's just magical that that even, <clears throat> uh, that even came together like that. Uh, well, it's so one of those things where like less is like, sometimes they're like when someone's from a legend, you said Bigfoot, a legendary yeah. kind of status, somebody who's on a pedestal, you don't want to bring them down too, too much. No, right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, you leave them a mystery, I think. And that was an important lesson. Uh, again, in the filmmaking side of things, like uh, it may appear to the audience that was planned. I'll tell you right now, that was not planned. I had to turn every stone over and try every which way making that movie um, to, to, again, listen to what the film needed to be. Uh, I didn't plan that at all. Like that was a pure, I discovered it. That's, what, that's how I found the ending. I found the ending. I didn't know the ending. 
So yeah, and so basically, it's it's a fantastic film, and it's it seems to be serving you very well, and it's 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 it's, it's taking you down that navigations, like you said, the the children's novel. I will we'll link on your website the the theorieslight.com, oh, and basically the you can, they answer the question what it is to be Stoke. Uh, you have under. I hope you're getting lots of responses. I'm assuming you are. I am. Yeah, fascinating ones from deep to, to light. So you can say whatever you tell, share with me whatever you'd like, what brings you joy or stoke, it, call it what you want. Um, and then I'll send you the film. Like after you, if you do it through my newsletter at DariusLeg.com. Oh, you and, send the film. And, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the, that's the most, um, it's a gift for them, you know, like them being anyone who shares with me what makes you stoke, like that's what, here's this thing I made you, it's yours, you know, like. Um, I, I just, as an artist, like I, I would like to be at the end of life and look back and say, I collected a lot of stoke from people and shared it through art. And I think I would be very happy if that, uh, happens. <laughs> so what yeah. else is, I, 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 hopefully you're making another film because I think that I would really like to, yeah, I think you should, like that. I think that you, even the, the larger, like a television show or yeah. movie is obviously your next kind of. I, I would love that. I think Stoker Machine as a series um, makes a lot of sense because a lot of different people are out in the world like Chad who are really interesting and really charismatic and can share something that they're uniquely interested. So in Chad's case, he's interested in surfboards and it takes us on a mystery. Mm -hmm. But there's cases of people, I, cases, <laughs> I mean, I've met people <laughs> who uh, who love guitars and then yeah. are passionate about guitars. And then they found this guitar and they went all the way to Mexico to find who's, who made it, like a flamenco guitar, for example. So, so yeah, I would like to do a Stoker Machine series that shares what brings people joy and then kind of like have every episode um, be a mystery in the sense of like we find out the origins of the object. So it could be a guitar, it could be a, a bowl of pho soup, it could be many things. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's a good. Yeah, it's about like the the the, the possession, the like yeah. the, of the passion, I guess. Right, like the like you said, yeah. a guitar or obviously instrument yeah. or uh, skateboard, oh, snowboard. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I was just about to say that I was just about to say snowboard. Yeah, so it's the same kind of analogy, right? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely, that would be the dream. I would love that. And if anyone is interested in in helping me do that, please reach out. Like a chef's knife would be a good one, a good story. Oh, it would be right, or oh, that would be so cool. That would be so cool because knives are so interesting in how they're made. Yeah, um, there's so many techniques that go into that. So that's and that's something else I really want to make sure that that stays with Stoker Machine if it goes beyond just this. Like, is that there's that element of education that kind of weaves its way through the film and teaches people things through animation. And and I hope that no matter what subject the camera's pointed at in the future, um, that that maintains uh, that fun, lighthearted educational element maintains in there because. I think it's really fun to learn about what other people do for a living or what they're interested in and yeah. and um, leave people just a little bit, you know, smarter than when they started the film. Uh, my, 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 uh, I had a, my uncle uh, who was a doctor, he, he's not, yeah. he's no longer with us, but he, he had a testoscope. It's like that, like he always, yeah. like, some of these doctors have the same kind of, their, their instruments, even, even though technology has changed dramatically, they still kind of use the same instruments like for for decades, right? In their fields. Yeah. So 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a fascinating, like, uh, that's a super interesting tool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I don't know much about it, but I can imagine the origins of it are fascinating. Yeah. You know, um, it's just another, really just cool. another thing that jumped out to me. So yeah, th there's something there for sure. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate you um, for having me on here and, and, and sharing Stoker Machine and sharing, helping us spread Stoke, literally. Yeah, well, that's what we try to do. So, congratulations yeah. on the film. It seems like you got your your journey in itself, the way you, like the way you just described. So, thank you for sharing in your candor. And uh, I, pre I appreciate everything. I think, like, like I said, this is a great film, and uh, you can tell there's passion behind it. So, wow, thank you so much, and uh, it was an honor and pleasure to be here. And um, yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed our conversation. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven.